Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're recording. We are recording. <laughs> We're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Yo, and we're we've not drank any wine. None. We're just sitting here being fools. Yeah, one hundred percent sober. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to two, two black girls, one rose. Where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth, The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha, and I'm Justine. And we're back, guys. Mm-hmm. It's been two weeks. Oh my god, it feels like three months. It felt like a long time. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't seen each other in two weeks. Yeah, that's really what made it. That was wild because mm-hmm. we were practically living with each other <laughs> for the last like all of our season. Twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we went two weeks without even seeing each other. I know. Crazy. And nuts. How was your how was your uh, two week hiatus? You know, it wasn't a hiatus. We don't have to talk about it, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. A lot happened. You know, a lot's happening. I'm moving a lot. I'm moving around. Okay. Going crazy, hopping around a little crazy. This but is it is so what it is. vague. What you were moving well, you guys, around? Okay, okay, guys. Okay. okay. Get into it. So I got this new job, right? Yay! Yay! So exciting! And with the new job comes things like insurance and a paycheck. So that means that okay. your team comes back, right? Your what? Your team. Your hairdresser, your waxer, oh, your yeah. nutritionist, you your, start your OBGYN, care yourself again. <laughs> your, everybody, everybody comes back, back uh, in business. Yeah. Your therapist, your psychiatrist, whoever you have That's true. comes back in business. Everybody has a job and all of that. Because <laughs> they were on hiatus too while you were unemployed. They okay. were on hiatus. I was on hiatus trying to line my chakras by myself. <laughs> Um, so just trying to get back into that like swing of things and that sort of like life yeah um and just trying to have everybody back on the team. Okay. Assign everybody to their spots. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get your life back in order. Yep. Meanwhile, Natasha's over here glowing. I am burnt. Beaming. Oil. Beaming. I actually like my tan this time. It's so cute. So I went to Mexico, you guys. I was in Playa del Carmen yeah. for a week. Shout out to Christina, my friend who I went with. Yay! Um, and it was great. It was very relaxing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I was saying my tan. I have a nice glow. So usually when I get tan... I just get, like, a matte black. 
no glow. Like my sister, I'm so jealous of my sister because when she goes on vacation, she gets mm-hmm. this nice like golden undertone yeah. to her skin. Yeah. And I just get like charcoal. Yeah. Which no shade to anybody with dark skin. It just don't look right on me. Right. <laughs> you weren't born like that. I, so, yeah. I have just a regular kind of. I'm gonna say regular. Cut that out. No, yeah, no. You have like red undertone, like a red undertone brown yeah. skin. But when I get tan, it just comes like matted, mm-hmm. glow. But I have a nice little glow. Okay? Yeah, I'm yeah. very happy with this tan. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Thank you. So yeah, I was doing that and came back and had some stuff to do. Yeah, right. and uh, yeah, now we're back in, back and ready in action. We're back at it. Two black girls, one room. <laughs> Um, we do have some church announcements Yay! about your programs. We love these. So, yes. obviously, we have some emails to go through. Even though we were on hiatus, which I really appreciate, guys. That's so yeah, great. That's you guys true. are still emailing us and, like, still listening and stuff. Some people are discovering us, like, I now. Know, They're like, yeah. oh, I just discovered your podcast, and I'm going back and listening. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we have emails from Anissa, who was so cute, and she said she like binge listened, so that's really cute. Um, then we have Lisa, who touched on some of the Diggy interview, which I appreciate because I believe in that episode I assigned y'all homework. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, reviewing <laughs> the episode oh. and sending us feedback. So, Lisa, good job on your homework, girl. You get an A. <laughs> um, Mariah also emailed us. Um, Zakia from Portland, Oregon. Girl, shout out to you again. I know I said this in the email as well, but just have the strength. Wakanda forever in Portland. It comes out in DVD. Oof. I know you'll be watching it every day. <laughs> Stay strong in Portland, girl. All right. Zakia in Portland. Zakia. Like. Boy. And then. Um, Barbara, also, shout out to you. And then Lauren emailed us with some tea about our girl, Cian. Oh. And now she has a new man. Cian got a new boo. Ooh, she got a new boo. Yep. She got herself some white chocolate. <laughs> but she, he was on Instagram story. Stories. Like yep. a few weeks ago, I think. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see you, girl, out there in these mm-hmm. streets. Uh-huh. So that's it for the emails. Okay. Yep. Should we go into our, uh, you know what time it is? Oh, you all know what time it is? I miss this. <laughs> time for the theater updates. <laughs> you guys, we don't know how long we're going to do this. Yeah. Because this is getting This is getting hard. real hard. This is getting rough. I actually good. have some Peter T, mm. so I'll let you go first. Must be nice. <laughs> so Must be nice. Because this Negro is still selling Miracle Season t-shirts. Oh, Jesus. It is still Miracle Season, guys. Ugh. It's been a year. If you haven't gotten your t-shirt yet, please go buy one. <laughs> I beg of you. Um, still training. Um, and What's the podcast doing? It, the podcast is going. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you listen to it? It's no, I, I mean, but I just want to hear him talk. His yeah. last guest was Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. Oh my god, that must have been an awesome episode because Sheena is a fucking wreck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shout out to Vanderpump Rules and everybody who watches it. If you know it's me, literally you know everyone. I love the show. Really? Aside for you. I know. You need to, and everyone, Justine and I are having a weekend this mm-hmm. weekend. And we are just going to watch Vanderpump Rules. We're going to marinate. We're going to marinate and I'm catching her up on Vanderpump Rules. And you know what? Maybe we'll do Potomac too. Maybe we'll do Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes. I need to get it. Because that's my favorite city, guys. 
favorite city of all the housewives? It's tough competition between them and Beverly Hills. Yeah, you do love some Beverly Hills. Ooh, I love me some Beverly Hills. Uh, I'm in Atlanta and New York. Those oh, are my two. Yeah. Yep. Those mm. are my two. Oh, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Anyway, see, see, this is the Eric <laughs> update. Um, Adam and Raven were on the podcast. Is that her name, Raven? Yeah. yeah. Adam and Raven were on the podcast recently. Raven looks like uh, I, Tanya, in this bodysuit <laughs> she's wearing. I don't know what she thought she was going to, but she's in. Uh, like the world championship figure skating competition. Yeah. Mm hmm. And I think it has the nerve to have thumb holes, if I'm looking correctly. But guys, <laughs> just go and look it up. <laughs> it's a long sleeve with thumb holes. It's a sportswear oh top. Just go and look at it, guys, on Eric's Instagram if you want a little, want a little uh, laugh. Um, but yeah, he's just out here, you know, looking fine. That's it. And being himself. Damn, Eric. Yeah. You've had a real update in a minute. I know. Peter, y'all. I got some Peter tea. Mm-hmm. So... Anonymous. Oh yeah, anonymous. <laughs> Such a, a Twitter DM to us um, with some tea on Mr. Peter. And so in her message, she sent us a video. It's like a grainy footage of <laughs> uh, a Colorado Rockies baseball game. And in the seats behind the dugout appear to be Peter sitting next to a mystery woman. Mm-hmm. So it was confirmed that it was Peter because mm-hmm. if you quickly went over to his Instagram video, he was at the game. Um, all right, we're adding up. It's starting to add up. And then somehow, I don't know how the hell y'all did this. Somehow y'all found out who the girl was that he was sitting next to, which is wild. Went over to her Instagram. She was also at the game. Mm-hmm. So it's all adding up. So they found her on Instagram. Her name is Keely Montera. Don't know who she is. Don't know what she does. <laughs> she has a great body. Mm-hmm. She lives in Colorado, it appears, which means that Peter flew out to yeah, Colorado to for that game well, and to see her. He could have also been in a boot camp. He does he, those boot camps. That's true. I didn't look yeah. into. I didn't line that up. If he was there for a boot camp, mm-hmm. um, but nonetheless, he was in her city and they were out at a baseball game together. Mm-hmm. And Miss Keely Montero. The uh, Peter Hawks are coming after you. Yeah, yeah they're coming, girl. Yeah, because that's crazy. I didn't even found who that girl was. Right. You could barely see Peter in the goddamn video. <laughs> Somehow they pieced out who the hell that bitch was, but we'll be watching because mm-hmm. we know it's coming. He's going to yeah. one day. You can't stay single for that no, this long. I feel like one day it's going to happen. We're going to yeah. go open up his Instagram story, and Ugh. there she is. And literally, if it isn't like... Rihanna, I'm just gonna be so Duh. upset. I know it's never gonna be. I'm not gonna be pleased. Or like Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita finds somebody else besides Peter. <laughs> that would be adorable, but she's like a queen I know. goddess. I know. Peter is great and all, but nah. <laughs> so yeah, keep watching uh, Peter and see who he's dating. In other Bachelor Nation news. So, everyone from Winter Games has broken up. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Courtney and Lily. Our faves. Who were our faves. Yeah. And who were the true winners mm-hmm. of Winter Games. Yep. Um, they're still out here in their Winnebago traveling around. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are living in a Winnebago. Are you laughing? Traveling around the U.S. Because you know how I feel about choosing poverty. And I love this. Sh- like, literally... Oh. 
Lily and Courtney's life and their relationship is my goals. It's treacherous. It's treacherous. I love that shit. Road tripping and living in a van and just you and your partner and out here in the streets. Oh my god. And no washing machine or stove. No, it's fine. You don't need that much, Justine. You really don't. When you live with bare essentials. You know, I don't think you need them. Girl, much. you want to talk about bare essentials? We're going to talk about this off mic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about bare essentials? No, I'm saying, like, so I did the whole, I lived in a van for six weeks. I traveled the east coast of Australia during my year abroad. You guys know I lived there. I said, you guys. I'm sounding like one of those Like Ashley? No, I'm sounding like Ashley. <laughs> you guys, you guys. But anyways, I've talked about living in Australia for a year. Yeah. So six of, those, six of those weeks I did live in a van, traveled. I packed the biggest suitcase. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't use half that shit. Really? I didn't. I wore like the same pair of shorts the whole damn six weeks. The few tops. Mm-hmm. We cooked what we needed out the back in our little stove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We used what we need. Like we really only needed the little essentials. Mm-hmm. Like you, I think you you don't need too much. You say it's choosing poverty. Yeah, I think it's no, part of it's, it's, a, it's a traveling experience. I think. That, that you're choosing. <laughs> yeah, that you're choosing. But it's nothing. Your travel doesn't have to always be luxurious. You can live in what? a Tobago. Okay, see. <laughs> <laughs> We're on two different planes. Going too hard for my travel. Not to be luxurious. We're on two different planes. Let's table this discussion. I like it though. Yeah, I think they're adorable. I'm loving Email us, tweet us, let us know whose team you're on. Right. <laughs> So, Courtney and Lily still out here going strong. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, including our beloved Claire and Benoit, who had a seven-week engagement, <laughs> have now broken up. Yeah. I mean, are we that surprised? surprised? No, not really. I mean, Bachelor Winter Games was like two weeks that they filmed. And you're building yeah. relationships. Most of these relationships were long distance. Right. So they yeah. really had barriers against them. And I feel like they were all in the honeymoon stage, mm-hmm. like immediately, and in this bubble of like, oh my god, we're finding love, we're on the bachelor. Right. Da, da, that, I mean. I was a little surprised at Claire because Claire yeah. is of a certain age, right? Mm-hmm. She seemed to be very sure about what she wanted, mm-hmm. and it seemed like she really found it. Mm. in this man. Yeah. She also had a man who lived in Canada. Not that far. Not that far. You get to get away from this presidency. That's true. She could girl, have you get to get out. Girl, I would have made that shit work. <laughs> work. <laughs> We're having problems. <laughs> Let's go therapy. Because yeah. I'm sticking around. Hell yeah. You get rid of me. God. Yeah. So, yeah. I was kind of like, ugh, at that one, you know, a little, a little miffed. I think also with Claire, because she want, sometimes when you want it so bad, yeah, too, yeah, you like turn a blind eye to all the red flags mm-hmm. and like really try to make it work. And she could, I mean, I don't know Claire at all, but she could be in her head with like the age and I'm yeah. getting, was she 36? So she's like, I need to find someone, yeah. da, 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 like everyone around me is married, right. things like that. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe what, what kind of happened there. Mm-hmm. It definitely could have been. But damn. Damn, they didn't even like separate or try to be like they officially ended the engagement. Yeah. Seven weeks they were like, nope, this yeah, is not gonna like, work. Yeah, like this is not gonna work. God. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's real sad to mm-hmm. see. Um but yeah, not really shocked about any of the other Yeah, no. No, Kevin and Ashley, please. Yeah, and Dean and Leslie. <laughs> 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 
Anyways, um, so in other Bachelor news, or this is kind of old news actually, someone sent us a interview that Rachel did maybe about a month ago for the Houston Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked her about her about the selection of black men who were casted on her show. And she is very candid of how frustrated she was mm-hmm. with the guys that were selected. So she said, quote, you know, I was like, y'all did a terrible job in casting <laughs> black men as a whole, she recalls saying. You're trying to tell me that I need to keep them. That's your fault that I don't like these people. I knew they. I knew you all were going to do this to me. I knew you would pick black guys I didn't really care for. Oof. She went in. Yeah, she did. So someone sent us that article and was like, did you guys talk to Diggy about this? Oh, right. Um, but we didn't because we didn't see the article yeah. before Diggy, so yeah. we didn't get a chance to address that. Um, but on Twitter, people were going in. Yeah, people were really going <laughs> like, You guys were really in. going in on, and commenting and sharing about your thoughts on Rachel and mm-hmm. why she said that. And most people seem to be kind of against... Um, you know, her sentiments on the black men. Right. I personally (laughs) didn't, couldn't really argue with Rachel. Couldn't disagree. Couldn't disagree. (laughs) So when I was reading people's comments, I was like, "Ah, I kind of side with Rachel here. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because I went back and listened to our very first episode of Two Black Girls, One Rose, Mm -hmm. where we do a little, like, rapid-fire dive into Rachel's season. Mm -hmm. And you and I specifically spoke also on our frustration with yeah. the casting of the black men on the show. Yeah. So I kind of like brought up the list again of who were the black men. Okay. So I would say of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, roll, I have nine here. I think it was 11, but yeah. I have nine listed here. There were three. Anthony, who was like the Fulbright, the like fucking Ivy League scholar. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who went on the date in Beverly Hills and they're on the horses or whatever. Yeah. Yes, yes. He was legit. Yep. Diggy I liked. Mm-hmm. Fred I, I liked. <sighs> Fred. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Demario, fuck that. Bye. Eric, I love, love Eric, but not for Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I, I, not for Rachel. Josiah, fuck that shit. Nope. Out of here. Yeah. Kenny loved Kenny. Love Ke- and love Kenny more now. Love him that more now. Yeah. Not for Rachel though, I didn't think. Yeah, I couldn't see honestly see Rachel dating someone with a child. With a child and like this wrestling career. Yeah. Like, I just right. didn't get that. Yeah, no. Will see ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> And then I had to dig this one up. He went home the first night. Milton, he was the one that kept purring Damn, at her. Milton was his name? Yes. Damn, Milton. So, there's three. Yeah. Of the... Like, we each have three. Each have three. <laughs> so, I can't even be that mad at Rachel no. what she said. Mm-hmm. I would have much rather had a higher quality of men, even men who were Latino. Yeah. Like, just men who had a, a more diverse group like it was a more diverse group of people mm-hmm. rather than them just being like oh shit it's black guys we need black guys yeah get to mario out of chipotle right like, what <laughs> grab josiah selling suits like <laughs> hodgepodge these people together and i can't be mad that rachel was disappointed because yeah. she as she said she's dated mostly black men mm-hmm. and so that was her group that she was really i guess most attracted to and mm-hmm. she was disappointed and i wasn't that excited either yeah yeah so i just thought that was 
kind of funny because we were going in in our comments. They were. Um, about Rachel and how could she say this? And I was reading, I was like, oh, can't be mad at her. Yes. So, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I don't know. You guys email us. Tell us what yeah, you think. Email what us. were your thoughts on uh, on Rachel's cast of men and I guess her thoughts on how it went down? Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, moving into Diggy's uh, interview, we always want to just recap and mm-hmm. kind of like share our takeaways. I thought it was a really interesting interview. Yes. Um, it was our first guy on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to dig into Rachel's season a little bit, mm-hmm. which was cool because we didn't get to we didn't recap Rachel's season on yeah. the podcast. So anytime we get to talk about her season, I just love it. Um, and just getting his perspective as a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, her season was marred with all kind of racial drama that they brought into the show. So it's a cool interview. If you didn't go listen to it, go do it now. <laughs> um, do you want to share your takeaway? Sure. Yeah. So first takeaway is that I really wish Diggy was in the media more. Mm. I don't know in what form. Yeah. I would like commentary of some sort. Um, but he is just so hysterical mm-hmm. and also has a very... Um, like, he has an eye for everyone. The audience, the people in the actual TV show. Like, he's really has a 360 view mm, of yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And also is very funny in himself, which I can appreciate and is very rare. Yes, true. Um, it's true. That's a good way of putting it. Right? He, like, he, could, he spoke well on the producer aspect. Mm-hmm. His aspect of the contestant as a viewer back home. Yep. He gave a nice little 360 view. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But then we'll also speak his truth, which right. is awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought he had a little bit too much trust in those producers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I find on that too. this to be a common thread as well. Yes. There seems to be a lot of trust with these yes. producers. Let's talk about this. And I don't know what those producers are saying to these people. To make them feel like they're really friends. I think, not that they're saying anything, I think they genuinely, so the producers live in the house essentially mm-hmm. with them. They're mm-hmm. with them all the time. As mm-hmm. Lauren G said, if you're not going out on dates, you're in the house and you're hanging out with the producers the whole yeah. time. Right. So when you need someone to talk to, you go to the So you are building relationships with these people. Mm-hmm. I myself personally could not get over the fact that these people are making a show about like my they life. They had me on thumbtack on a cardboard, right? Looking and circling my face, like, what are we gonna do with her? With her, so that image, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to get out of my head and yeah. fully trust them. Yeah, but somehow these people do it, mm-hmm. and they fully trust them, and they won't say a bad thing about them, and they, um, yeah, they don't seem to be very critical no. or like dubious of their intentions. <laughs> That's why I would love to interview someone like a Becca M. Because Becca M. has watched reality TV her whole life. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so she maybe has a different perspective on like, okay, I know that they were trying to do something. And maybe she, had, maybe she would just have different opinions. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So can I share my thought on Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Yeah. My one takeaway from Diggy. Yeah. Um, so we dived into, you know, the producer, casting director, whatever, choice to cast a blatant racist, <laughs> Lee, in a house full of black men, mm-hmm. which was done on purpose mm-hmm. because they saw him out on Facebook, which is where he had all his crazy racist status, mm-hmm. statuses. Um, and so I can't, I just still, as much as I love this show, I can't get over that, mm-hmm. that they did that. Yeah. On the black, first black bachelorette, they cast a blatant racist in a house full of black men. 
Um, so my takeaway from Diggy, he he was very forgiving. <laughs> And of the producers, he, you know, kept saying he like, you know, he, he thinks people are good by nature, so I can't imagine that they would do something like that, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I'm taking his answer with a grain of salt, because this mm-hmm. is somebody who's still in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he maybe wants to go on Bachelor in Paradise yeah. next season, yeah. so, you know, he ain't going to trash nobody. Um... But I just thought it was interesting how he was very critical of Lee, which I appreciated. Yeah. Because um, we dived into that, but not so critical of the producers. Yeah. And it just pisses me off, not just Diggy, but just in general, how they really got off scot free with doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they put a blatant race. Like, his, some of his tweets and Facebook statuses were like the mark of yeah. white supremacy right. yeah and they put him in a house with nine ten other black men and just were waiting in the wings to see what the fuck what was gonna happen yeah like that is so gross mm-hmm. like that they were waiting for something to be ignited yeah yeah and that i can't get over that shit and i personally wouldn't be able to like trust these people again no um and so i just find that very very icky and Really interesting, this this Kool-Aid that's being passed around and no one can, like, say a bad thing or be critical about the producers when it comes to that. I don't know. So that was my takeaway. Mm. Interesting tidbit there. Interesting. Okay. What about you? Well, do we want to do we want to dive into his um, choices? Who he would pick on Bachelor Winter Games? That was interesting. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so we asked Diggy if he was on Winter Games, which girls would he go after? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And immediately he said Bibiana, which we love her. This is the Bibiana episode, right? Mm -hmm. But also, um, to me, slightly problematic, his reasoning. For choosing Bibiana. For choosing Bibiana. What did he say? Because he said that she seems like she would, you know, come back at him and, you know, they could talk shit together and all of this other stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think is a fetish thing. I think it's a fetish, a Latina fetish, for sure. It's the feisty, uh... Yeah, that, like, feisty, spicy jalapeno popper (laughs) that I really wanted to, like, come on. Yeah. Um, and I think it's old and tired, and I know I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I think he said one other, oh, he said Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, which, fine, I okay. guess. Yeah. Ashley I. Ugh. This was simply problematic. Yeah, this, this was, was a problem. This was simply problematic. <laughs> and, like, in the moment as he said it, I, like, couldn't process. I was kind of yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. It was afterwards when we recapped, and we were like, he really said Ashley I. <laughs> Like, what? Yeah. Mm. And the fact that he did not mention Lauren G. Yeah. And if you guys aren't following Lauren G on Instagram, follow Lauren G on Instagram. She's everything. Mm. She just put up an Instagram story of her mother. Oh. Yo. I (laughs) sent her a DM. You too? I was like, bitch, your mom. Black don't crack. She looks phenomenal. She's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so is Lauren. To me, Lauren is like stunning, like gorgeous. One of the prettiest girls ever. Ever. (laughs) And she's so smart. She Mm -hmm. seems pretty friendly. She's been... And there was no mention of her. Yeah. I find that to be extremely problematic. Yeah. Extremely. That you would pick Ashley I, whose face doesn't move. (laughs) Okay. I don't care if we got beef. I'll meet you outside, Ashley. Oh, my God. <laughs> Catch me outside. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now. Um, 
That's a good point. Right? And yeah. I remember, yeah, as he said it, I don't, it was, it was afterwards when we were debriefing. Yeah. I was like, yeah. look, he didn't say Lauren, J-. like, I totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. But yeah, I, I was so caught off guard by Ashley I that I didn't even yeah. think there, he was choosing her over somebody else. Yeah. Which is wild. Like, you chose three girls. How many girls were there? Like, seven. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. <sighs> that got on my nerves. That, yeah, that is problematic, because mm-hmm. I feel like Ashley I I don't know her, but she seems like a very particular human. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said that in the interview, too. She was like, yeah. you were like, this is a very specific personality. Yeah, very specific person. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That, that And then you choose her after Claire, who's like a completely different energy. Totally different. That doesn't even And then your celebrity right. crush is like Meghan Markle, <laughs> who's going to be the Duchess of Wales. Yeah. <laughs> like, not Ashley I. Like, yeah, what, bro? that come in? I, it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. And I don't mean to attack his own, like, his personal self, mm-hmm. but it just seemed to me like... It's it's a deeper conversation, but it seemed to me like he was just following kind of what he thinks he should. The conventions. The conventions. Yikes. What he's seen on TV. What he thinks may elevate him. Oh. See, it's a different conversation. This is not damn to see. So another time. Sorry, guys. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh wow. But yeah, the choices can say a lot about somebody. Uh huh. That can be. And Lauren G, you'll, like, always be our choice. Come on. Always be the choice, yeah. <laughs> Which can, I mean, that gives insight into, you know, she said she was in the house. She's yeah. the only black woman there. Yep. Which, going into any environment where there's men there, you're all, you're immediately thinking, are any of them even into girls into, who look like yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, getting overlooked again. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Getting chose like... Actually, eyes getting chosen over. Ugh, God, please. Anyways, uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to the Diggy episode, there's a lot there. It was a fun episode. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Diggy. Yes, thanks, Diggy. We talked about a lot, I think, in Mm -hmm. that episode. So definitely go back and listen to that if you haven't already. And we're excited to get into our interview. Yes. With Miss Bibiana. Bibi Jules. Bibiana, Bibs, Bibi. I love her <laughs> nicknames. Yeah. It's so cute. Um, so yeah, let's jump into that. Okay, we're recording. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to a special edition of Two Black Girls, One Latina and One Rose. Where two black ass girls and a Latina invade the whitest show on earth. The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And I'm Bibiana. Yay! <laughs> We're so excited, everybody. We have Bibiana on the line. Yep, she is a 30-year-old executive assistant from Miami, Florida. And Bibiana is one of the few Latina contestants ever on The Bachelor Mm -hmm. and became a very fast fan favorite. Yes. Um, As a reminder... Bibiana went home on week three of Ari's season. She is best known for putting... Crystal's trifling ass in her place. Um, <laughs> and then she went on to be on Bachelor Winter Games. She had a very intense relationship with Jordan, the New Zealander, um, which came to a sad, dramatic ending, unfortunately. Um, firstly, Bibiana, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're very excited to 
dissect your brain mm-hmm. today. So I hope, <laughs> I hope you're ready. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> yes. So you're from, are you from Miami originally? I am Dominican. You're Dominican. So, um, nice. I am Dominican. Um, I was born there, and then we moved to okay. Miami when I was about three years old. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. D- yeah. Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. thinking. And you, when you assume Miami, you think Cuban, Cuban, but Dominican. Oh, okay. No, girl. I am. I am Dominican for sure. Nice. People are always they always like oh well you don't look dominican because i'm not as dark mm-hmm. uh, and the way that i explain is my mom is very fair-skinned and my dad is tan but my dad's grand my grandparents from my dad's side are from lebanon so my dad's tan oh. is very not see it's not like the typical dominican tan okay so okay. i get i get really tan if i'm out on the beach a lot but right. i'm not the quote-unquote typical Dominican champ. Right, right. So you must have family up here in yeah, the, New York City in the yeah. Heights. You got family up here? I do. I but do. Yep. Like extended cousins that I haven't seen in a minute. Wow. Oh, come up and visit, girl. Yes. I know. Justine used to live like near the Heights. Yep. Yeah. Holla. All right. So uh, one thing we want to dive into. So you used to be a Miami Dolphins cheerleader. Allegedly, apparently, right? I was. Yeah, and you were named. We read Rookie of the Year. You were co-captain of the team. So, like, I can imagine that. I mean, I can only imagine because I know nothing about cheerleading. That trying out for the Dolphins must have had some similar elements to, like, The Bachelor, and that you're competing against all these beautiful women, lots of personalities. Like, what was that audition process like? And like, was it as grueling as one can expect? Yes and no, right? So with the Dolphins, I feel like maybe my rookie year was really difficult just because you don't know what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately for me, I picked up on the routines really well, and then I automatically became one of, like, the favorites for for rookies. Because as a rookie coming in, if you're picking up your routines, you're staying under the radar, right? But if you're, like, struggling with a lot of stuff, that's when you're catching people's attention, and you're just like, you got to... Because we go through this period of, like, training camp. So mm-hmm. when the football players are going through training camp, you're going through training camp, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make it on the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like a well, long audition process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the difference with like the Bachelor and you know the Dolphins is that, well, I would say that being on the Dolphins helped me be around women a lot mm-hmm. and different types of personalities. Mm-hmm. So you learn to work as a team mm-hmm. um, versus just like picking at each other left and right you know, or mm-hmm. having all this animosity, or who gets what, you know, you kind of learn the politics of how things are, um, mm-hmm. but I did that with, from, what, I think 2007, 2006, this 2006, 2007 season through 2010, 2011 season. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. that's a good chunk and of time. That was it. Wow, okay. Um, but I guess maybe that's why I just became very overly protective over the girls in the house when the whole crystal thing came mm-hmm. right when she came around to do that just because I'm so used to being parts of teams and everybody just kind of helping each other out and mm-hmm. girls having each other's backs you know mm-hmm. and then that one girl who doesn't you kind of call her out right mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense I think being in the bachelor house 
I mean, most women haven't lived in a house with 30 other women, <laughs> unless you were, like, in a sorority or something mm-hmm. like that. So having been with the Dolphins, I'm sure you, you definitely came in with some tools <laughs> to yeah. be able to deal with that. So talk to us about, like, what was your relationship to the Bachelor franchise beforehand? Like, had you watched the show at all before? Oh, girl, I made the mistake of just going in there completely just like, oh, this is where I'm going to find love and oh, watch a few oh. episodes here and there. And I was, you know, now I'm still trying to kind of understand how, how it all is, but people really watch this stuff from mm-hmm. this first season and they kind of know those, like the way things kind of work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the way you're casted or how group dates are or, you know, the, the series of events, like typically the two-on-one, like I was completely clueless about this like two-on-one date. You know, like, I never really knew that it's usually two people were feuding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, like, I was just like, whatever. You know, I feel like had I watched the show or done my homework a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, I probably would have been a little bit more chill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I felt like, what if I watch the show and it just gives me more anxiety? Okay. So I didn't want to freak myself out either. Yeah. So you're saying that you didn't want to know, you didn't want to do the research ahead of time um, and then kind of taint your mindset. Right. Just, Mm -hmm. I can be a very anxious person. Mm -hmm. And so how the whole, well, I had watched, so I have one best friend who's like a big Bachelor fan, right? And so throughout the years, like, okay, I watched one episode here, one episode there, but never watched an entire season. Mm -hmm. And so the one my sister and my and her friends and a few friends around me were like, you got to sign up for this show. It all happened at the same time where everybody was like, you need to, you need to sign up for this. And I was like, you know what? what? Let's just try and see. And so one of my girlfriends was getting into um, like video, becoming a videographer. She's like, well, I'll help you with it. And we took an afternoon after work. And my girlfriends and I just ended up having drinking seven bottles of wine and talking shit to a camera. <laughs> being a blast. Nice. Fast forward to like I sent it. I was pretty creative with the way that I sent it because I was like, okay, well, if thousands of people are sending applications, like how am I supposed to stand out? So I sent it in like a box full of rose petals with ring pops, oh. and like the USB was like in a ring box. Like I went all out. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's you know uh, that next season rolls around right and like right. eight months later I get a phone call. You know the the audition process is really long. Like you get casted, mm-hmm. you go to one casting call. And then they want pictures, and then you make it to the first round, you know? So it's, like, very lengthy mm-hmm. and with a lot of time in between. Um, and, you know, they ended up liking me, and I was like, what are the chances of this actually happening? So I decided to do it, you know? It's very, mm-hmm. for me, it's just, like, all these, like, this could be my shot of meeting my person. Yeah, mm-hmm. So you went in there with a pure heart, like truly looking (laughs) for love. You didn't even watch the show. You just went all in, ready to find your man. Yeah, because I kind of live in, well, I've been through a series of, like, relationships where I think that even though they didn't work out and I might have been heartbroken or they, you know, like, all these crazy stories that come with it, I've learned a lot from them. Mm -hmm. And I've been alone for a really long time now. Mm -hmm. And that alone time has allowed my like has allowed me to learn a lot about myself and the things that I really want but a part of and you know kind of become a realist at the same time 
right? Where you're just a lot more forgiving, you expect less. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I still kind of dream of like this kind of fairy tale story where you know you could meet someone in such a special way in this random world. Mm-hmm. Um, I always really grew up like I feel like I don't end up with a guy that just lives in Miami. Mm. you know okay mm-hmm. so you're trying to branch out a little bit there yeah. mm-hmm. but I knew that I didn't end up with someone that from my from like my hood you know mm-hmm. like, so like <laughs> I really I'm just and I'm not on dating apps and I'm not on all this stuff so I'm like okay let's try the bachelor and then you know there it was right and I got art and you got art So what is what's dating like in Miami? Like what was what was going on in your dating life before you know decided to apply? It's non-existent. Dang. Like, it's so crazy because people really think that like, and you know what happens now if they see you with one person, they automatically think that like you're dating or whatever. That's never really the case. What's happened to me is just I've become friends with a lot of people and. You kind of, like, even if you're interested, you know, you give it time. And you're like, well, this person's not really for me. Because I'm at the point and at the age where, like, you really want a a life partner. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, fucking around here and having fun is great, but I'm not 21 anymore. Mm -hmm. So I like to take my time to get to know people to really understand, like, where I'm at. I don't think that I don't date a lot. I haven't had a boyfriend in in a little over two years now. Feels Mm -hmm. like more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for me, I kind of had one relationship, and like we broke up, and I would just hang out with all my friends that were like my sister, and she's married, and all her friends were married, or all my friends that just were in relationships. And uh, this this all kind of aligned with the time that I was alone and single, and I felt like, well, everybody, if every time everybody goes out, I'm always like the seventh wheel or something, mm-hmm. and I kind of started venturing out and like just going out on my own to places and I've made tons of tons of friends on my on like on my own and you know now it's the point where like my friends will be like yeah I'm at this party and I'm like I'm already here (laughs) (laughs) my poor friends I just really became this extrovert where I'm like I'm just gonna meet people on my own and I'm not gonna depend on my friends like calling me up yeah you know Miami's a very party city, and that's not a bad thing because there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, but New York is up, you know, your city never sleeps. I, yeah, yeah. There's always something to do there. Yeah. So for that, I'm grateful for. I love the people here, but have I found my person here? No. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what you're doing, though, with the, you know, going out, yeah, putting yourself out there. Yeah, making a new life for yourself. I think that's great because sometimes we depend so much on our friends and sometimes your friend, like going out with your friends and friends, friends, friends. And sometimes your friends can be your handicap. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you need to just go out on your own and start a new circle and build a new network. So that sounds dope what you're doing. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's good to always kind of venture out. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to find a man. You got to keep your, right. you gotta you gotta, your circle yep. a little bit bigger. <laughs> Need more options. Okay, so I don't know if this happens to you, but like automatically people think that you're out alone and they think that that's what you're trying to just. Yeah, just be by yourself, right? No, or, like, that you're trying to find a man. Or a child. Oh. I just want a minute to chill, you know? Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true, because girls don't really go out by themselves all that much. I see it in New York sometimes. The other day I saw a girl at Chipotle reading a book by herself at a four-seat table. I was like, wow, girl, you live in the life. <laughs> you <laughs> took yourself on a date to Chipotle. It was fantastic. 
man. So swinging back over to the show, um, when you got casted, were you at all afraid of being tokenized because you're Latina? No. No. Okay. I love that I'm different. Hmm. Oh, okay. You know, like I walked into the mm-hmm. house and I mean, Becca Martinez is. She's half. She half comes Mexican. from Mexican background. Yeah. yeah, she has Mexican background, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that I was the one that spoke Spanish and that I came from Miami and that I look different and I sound different because my accent is. I can't really tell, but you can't tell that I'm a Miami girl. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely tell. <laughs> I really liked it. Did mm-hmm. I think that it that it helped, that it was something that Ari was going to be into? Once I got, was around him a little bit, I was like, this guy wouldn't know what to do with my ass. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fiery. And, like, for the longest time, I had this one. It's really funny because I had this one. It was, like, 10 years ago. I dated this guy, and his mom would call me feisty. And I would, I really hated that word. Yeah, I was like, yeah. why does she always call me feisty? I hate that word. I hate that word. Mm-hmm. And the word followed me for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm just like, you know what? Okay, I'm feisty. Like, it's who I am. And I kind of see a lot of, like, you know, my best friend, even in the part with, with Crystal, how I just kind of become super defensive. And, you know, I'm going to stand up for everybody because everybody's feeling this way. And I'm not the only one, you know? Mm-hmm. she said don't give her crazy eyes and I'm like what are you talking about crazy eyes <laughs> she said don't give people crazy eyes this is what my best friend always tells me she's like you okay. need to with your crazy eyes I was like I don't know what crazy eyes you're talking about and then I see this whole thing with Christian and I was like oh eyes. my god <laughs> this is what you mean and she's like this is why people call you feisty and this is why I tell you you have crazy eyes mm. I was like got it <laughs> um, but no, I definitely love, I love the fact that I'm different, you know? You know, my followers or the people that supported me throughout that time, like, it feels good to see, like, okay, well, I'm different, and they and they loved it. But then there's also some people that have said really mean things that I've just, I can't even remember because my memory's horrible, but I remember going into, going in there, and I'm like, racist as hell comments. Like, these people attacking where I was from, or, like, the way that I talked. Mm-hmm. I would, and, you know, then, then they go on Instagram and they just end up going back and forth with each other, right? <laughs> right. Being that you're the only one, feel that being the only Latina, did you feel as if that there was any pressure on you to act a certain way or to make sure you represent yourself well mm-hmm. or any of yeah, that I, kind of fear? I kind of think there's so many times where, like, I think back to the whole scene with crystal right and how my feistiness and the whole like feisty latina mm-hmm. and that whole kind of thing comes into play um but because i grew up in america i really never felt like oh well i'm a latina and we're hot-headed and we're this like all these stereotypes that come with it i didn't go into it with thinking like oh well i need to be careful with how i act because i'm i'm representing more than just myself like I kind of represent a a little bit of my culture and maybe those are the only times where now that I look back I'm like I should have thought of that I never thought of that Mm -hmm. and I hope that they're not that people aren't pissed off at me because you know I acted that way or I said the things that I said um but really in the end of it that's how I was feeling 
you know, those were that's what I was going through. That's how I felt, and I just went for it. It's not like I sat there and thought, well, I'm going to bitch this girl out. You know, like, the girl ended up sitting next to me, and then I was just like, well, let me count the ways. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You're patching crazy, you know? Yeah. And like you said earlier, it was really stems from you being on that team of cheerleading more than you being Latina. Mm-hmm. And bitching her out, you know what I mean? Right. Like, didn't stem offensive. from your heritage. <laughs> I've just, I've always, like, I have a little sister, right? And her and I never got, like, growing up, we hated each other, right? <laughs> um, like, it was bad. It was bad. Like, our fights are really bad. But no matter what happened, right? If somebody tried her, I was the first one there. Right. Like, you're not gonna touch her. Yeah. And I will come at you. I will come at you with everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I I grew up, it's three of us at home. And we're constantly, you know, fighting with each other, but at the same time defending each other. It's just in my nature. Like, I, I'm that, that's my personality, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of always feel like what's right is right, and if people are doing the wrong thing, then they need to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love to hear you say this and, like, really defend yourself as, like, this is just who I am. Right. This is not a part of some fiery Latina, feisty Latina Mm -hmm. persona. Like, this is just who I am, (laughs) like, through and through, regardless of my heritage. Like, I'm just a... I'd like to defend people that I'm protective over. Mm -hmm. So, what is your opinion on why more people of color aren't on the show? And just where are all the Latinas on the show? We had one Latino, one Pablo. Yeah, but... Maybe he ruined it. To my knowledge, you're one of the few that I can remember Latinas... Uh, Latino contestants on the show. Where are the rest of them? Where's everybody? I don't know. Honestly, I don't think that they watch the show that much. Mm. Oh. When you really break it down, like where, where, who are the people that watch the show the most? You know, like my friends here in Miami have heard of the show, but I have a lot of them who haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, haven't heard of it. Like where, where their interest is. You know, and I don't really think that. They're just not watching it as much. That's what I think, you know? Mm-hmm. And really, a lot of me coming onto the show, if you think about it, it's because my friends were telling me about it, but I wasn't watching the show a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I would watch it here and there on a Monday night if my girlfriend were watching it. Um, but I don't think that they have that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming. Mm and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. 
When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. Anything to do with them, like the actually like casting, I think it has to do with who's actually signing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, where I'm always just, def- I always push back on this. <laughs> just seems looking at me because I always push back <laughs> because there's a casting department with a job. Mm-hmm. Your job is to put together a show that, in my opinion, should look and kind of reflect America, regardless of who the fuck is watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the majority of people are watching the show. You're still putting together a cast that would hopefully reflect a more realistic view of dating, which is not just all white women vying for one white man. (laughs) So if people aren't applying for the show, you go out and find them. Yeah. You scout them. Mm -hmm. You hit up Miami and you hit up in uh, different areas where, you know, other urban areas maybe where other people of color might be at and you scout them for the show. And they scout. I know that they have in the past. They do, yeah. Yeah. We were taught, we did the interview with Dig and he told us how Demario was scouted in Chipotle mm-hmm. and somebody else got found in a mall. So yeah. the casting department knows how to do their job if they really, <laughs> if it was within yeah. their, you know, priorities to make a more diverse cast. You're right. I mean, I'm not defending them. It's not to defend them, but there's right, right. so much more that goes into it mm-hmm. than just like finding these people. You know, like you gotta get, I hear, I heard somewhere that it's like 80% of the people that get rejected or because they don't pass their, their STD. Yeah, <gasps> I have heard that too. <laughs> what? I heard that was so one like, of the biggest ways they reject people. You know, they could find 20 Latinas, and they'd be like, well, we like four of them. And mm-hmm. out of those four... <laughs> Three got herpes. <laughs> one of them passes. Oh, no! Yeah. Like, I mean, I think about... I Now that you guys brought it to light, I'm like, well, maybe not enough Latinas watch the show, and then that's how I got this far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ride that but out. I, I've heard, like, the, the process, you know, it goes smooth for a lot of us, but for, it, it's not that easy. Like, you're giving up a lot. Yeah. You gotta get tested. You gotta, you gotta get cleared through psych, you know? Wow. And they want to make sure that you're, you're, you're sane. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, when you first stepped out, the, out of the limo and you saw Ari for the first time, were you physically attracted to him? No. Oh, wow. Ooh. That was fast. Oh, the quickest. <laughs> what was your first impression? Like, you first step out and you see this well, man. Is, this is this is where I'm at now. I don't lead with physical mm-hmm. attraction. I know that it's really important, but most of the time, the people that I really, 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 like, 
grow to love and care for are people that I'm in love with them because of their personality and, the, and who they are not with what they look like mm-hmm. anytime that I deal with the physical it doesn't it doesn't always end well mm-hmm. yeah I got a hot guy and he's great too great awesome <laughs> perfect mm-hmm. but I, I'm such I'm so deep in my feelings that I need to connect with like your soul that's where that's what always reels me in mm-hmm. yeah I was I couldn't see Ari like he was handsome he looks really good in a suit and that's it if I saw him outside of the suit I was like Mm-mm, where's your sight <laughs> what's happening <laughs> Somebody needs to fix the situation, right? Yes. Um, But, you know, he was handsome. And I trusted the fact that, like, well, if he was a bachelor, he has to be a great catch. I really did like that he was older. Okay. Um, I thought that he was good looking, and I'm like, well, let's get to know this guy. And then three weeks later, I was like, the fuck is this? Then it all came to light. Oh, boy. So, so you gave him a chance. I mean, you weren't physically attracted to him, but you gave him a shot. You're more mature, so you're past the, you know, just looking for looks kind of thing. You're trying to find somebody with a good soul. So what was your, like, your one-on-one time with uh, Ari that first night? Like, what were you discovering about him? Our our time was very short and sweet. Any time that I spent with Ari was very short and sweet. Yeah. Not sweet, just short. Just short, okay. <laughs> the short part. I was really, the first night was really nerve-wracking. And I feel like as a, and I, I, I've spoken about this before, but as women, we can be very intuitive. And sometimes we can learn to listen mm-hmm. or shut it out and make up our own things in our head. And I, from, like, I pick up on vibes from guys. I lead with that. So if a guy's feeling me, I know, and I feel more comfortable. I never felt like he was really into me. Mm. Like, nothing of our conversation or, like, him leading the combo or trying to get to know me. Like, he never really took that. He wasn't really engaged. So, and that's not, that's not wrong. But it doesn't make I, you feel very secure either. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, yeah, like, so, if, and I like guys that lead. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think I was waiting, you know, for the first few times that I spoke to him, I was kind of waiting to see, like, how he would kind of take the conversation or what he was interested in. And it was really hard to do that because you have such a short amount of time together. Um, so I was always really optimistic and just like, well, I just want to talk to this guy to see if I like him because if I don't like him, I don't want to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of staying here? I remember having this conversation with one of um, one of the girls. Where she's like, "Well, you know, like if he's not really into me, like I don't care to stay here six weeks." Right. That's yeah. not fair. Like, what if somebody else is really into him, and then that's her shot to actually getting to know him? You know, I never really felt like he was into me. I never. Mm-hmm. You feel that? Mm-hmm. I just always thought, well, it's because I'm so nervous and I'm not getting enough time with him. Okay. Oh. When I was looking back at it, I'm like, the dude was never into me. This was not that into you. Yeah. Right. If it's not there, it's not there. You can't force things at yeah. all. Which is so interesting on The Bachelor because I feel like most women force it yeah (laughs) i think there's a lot of girls who are in the house who are similarly just not really feeling it or if they really listen to their intuition they would realize he's not that into me or i'm not that into him but they kind of stick it out because they want to you know force it to work but sometimes that's just the reality i'm too old for that i was like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) uh uh i 
like, this guy is definitely not feeling me. Um, And I said it. I mean, there was a point where I was just like, if he doesn't come try to talk to me, like, I kind of don't want to be here anymore. Like, you know, with the whole, like, cabana set up, I'm like, he said he was going to come and find me. Here's his chance. He can come and find me. And if he doesn't, then I'm out this bitch. Bye. (laughs) Peace out, guys. (laughs) You know, I I often think, would my experience have been any different if it was another guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. If it was Peter, who was supposed to be the the bachelor, I think that's who all you women were cast for, were mm-hmm. for Peter. Then I think the shape, the the whole line of the whole shakeup would have been totally different. Yeah, I think any of the girls of color would have way more yeah. of a chance with Peter. Definitely Lauren G. Um, Lauren B's whack ass probably wouldn't have Go gone on. that far because she <laughs> can't have a conversation yeah. and Ari d- d- likes that shit. So I think it would have been totally different if um, the Bachelor was different. Well, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, I've heard Peter talk a few times, like, on podcasts and things here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really know his story until, like, after, you know, like, after he came back. Because I knew that he was on Rachel's season. I knew that he was a runner-up. And then that was it. And that he was hot. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to look at his Instagram. I didn't want to go around, like, Mm -hmm. snooping and figuring his stuff out. Because I knew that would just make me nervous. But I also really think that had Peter been The Bachelor, I don't know if I would have made it that far either. Why do you say that? I, like, I just, I don't know the guy. I mean, he's really freaking hot, but I probably would have shut down knowing that he was so hot. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, you think you would have (laughs) self-sabotaged? I would have self-sabotaged myself. I I wouldn't be able to handle, but it's weird because, like, there's other people, I'm like, I don't know, I, I haven't. He was supposed to be on Winter Games, and he didn't do Winter Games. Right. I was actually really curious to see, like, who or what he looked like, who he was in real person, how he was. Because mm-hmm. how you see people in, a, in that kind of environment mm-hmm. with your homies hanging out or whatever, mm-hmm. that's when you start picking up, okay, I can really mess with this dude or not. Right. But he's too hot, man. Sometimes some guys are too hot, and it throws me off, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I hear you. I, know, I, I definitely know. hear you on that. Because that, you know, yeah. I think more women would have been in their head. I think it would have been a more competitive cast. Oh my god, it would have been insane. You girls would have been ripping each other's heads off. Yeah. There would have been yeah. way more tears. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I mean, I think the profile of woman that Peter, I don't know Peter from Tom Dick or Harry's, <laughs> this, is, this is all my made up assessment. I would think that someone like you who has a strong personality, who stands up for themselves, I think. Peter, with his relationship with Rachel, who's similar, was a lawyer. Yeah. Is very yeah. outspoken, stands mm-hmm. up for herself. I think. Definitive in what she wants. Right. I feel like you would have had for sure a shot, but then you might have sabotaged yourself because you would be too nervous. So, it would all really come down to like us meeting and me filling him out and seeing how yeah. he, he. I really do think that all of us would have. Has he been our bachelor? This is the thing with Ari, right? So I said this before where, you know, I thought it would play to our advantage that he was so disconnected from the franchise for so long. Mm-hmm. Because he would be just as nervous as we were. Mm-hmm. But in turn, I feel that it made it more difficult for him. Had it been somebody from Rachel's season, it would have been in that light. They would have already known what filming was like. They would have just like came straight from filming straight to the other and already been really comfortable with the producers. Like... Mm-hmm. knowing how the flow of things is it's really uncomfortable and nerve-wracking so I, I'm not saying that this person would have been like not wouldn't have been nervous but this guy probably would have been a 
Mm, like, and, and, and used to that so mm-hmm. it would have been easier for him to kind of like lead conversations yeah. or whatever you know at the end of the day it all comes down to like when you meet that person do you feel it or do you not mm-hmm. and it's not an easy environment to get to know someone and then if the guy on top of that is super nervous or not really seasoned around yeah. the cameras yeah you guys probably feed off of that energy too mm-hmm. and so everybody's just nervous yeah. and a wreck yeah. I would do good with a guy who's like not from the Midwest. <laughs> I love the build up to that. <laughs> I was like thinking about what I, you know, in my head, I'm like, how do I, what, what kind of guy? I'm just a lot to handle. Yeah, I, I would say that you are a lot to handle for a guy from the Midwest, from the Midwest <laughs> who lives in the same town as his parents. Yeah. I would not say you're a lot to handle for. Uh, average guy, especially like guys that we meet in New York, please. Yeah. That's all we are is aggressive. So like (laughs) they're used to that sort of thing, but yeah. Like I I would give you more credit than saying that you're hard to handle. Right. And I'm not, the thing is that like people automatically because of my feistiness like on the show and how whatever, like they probably think that I'm like this firecracker all the time or that this is how I am in a relationship, but I'm actually pretty freaking chill. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking about the last guy that I kind of had a thing with. I, you know, I basically told him, hey, if you're not into this, like, let me know. And if you want to be, you know, doing your own thing, whatever, that's cool. Just let me know. I don't want to walk into a bar and catch you on a date. Mm. Like, that's just not my style. But if you're telling me this is what you're up to, then whatever. It's Mm -hmm. all good. It's all Gucci. Yeah. Or straight. Mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person where it's just like if you kind of have an open line of communication constantly and the honesty and communicating and being just trusting is our foundation then there's nothing really I can get at because I've always known right. my whole thing comes more like I kind of become a little bit bitchy when a guy just thinks that he can have his cake and eat it too mm-hmm. and kind of lie to me and think that he's going to be sneaky and not honest like that's why I'm just like no 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 Bobby Mm. This is not the bitch that you fuck with. You know? <laughs> like, more like, no. Yeah. But I've been alone for such a long time that I've, I've taken time to really think, like, what are the things that I never want to feel again in a relationship? Yeah, right. And so the moment that I feel like something's coming at me that just doesn't feel right, then I don't, I don't entertain it and I move forward. Mm-hmm. And I grow from it and I learn from it, but I don't try to make... I don't like feeling anxious. I don't like feeling like I can't trust someone. I feel like The Bachelor was gonna be a tough road for you yeah. then. Yeah. Because I feel like some girls come in, they are they're armed, they're you know, I guess I don't know. They're maybe they watch more of the show, so they kind of really know how it works. They maybe aren't as nervous. I feel like you have some you had some nerves maybe going into the show. Um, yeah. And in a show like this, where like you can't trust jack shit that comes out this dude's mouth because he's dating twenty five other ga- girls, it's like were you like in your head a lot? Uh, no, actually, I think that you know if this is the way that you're gonna meet your guy, what better way? He's gonna be exhausted of talking to twenty five other. <laughs> he's gonna want to be with one female, and that's it. Mm. I'm not saying that I can't be jealous, right? Because I think that everybody can be. Uh, but I'm much more understanding than I ever was before. Like, I'm not going to meet a guy and expect him to not be talking to other girls at all. Like, people always are talking to other people. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not that person to expect that I'm going to meet somebody and him not be talking to like five other chicks. It, it happens, except here you're seeing and it's right in front of your face. Now it's just like, okay, well, I'm in a show where everybody's dating and I'm, and I'm in the same house. This is great. <laughs> it's like full I mean, transparency. It's, it's full transparency. I love relationships that are like that. No one wants to think about your guy dating somebody else. or. But then you can start dating somebody else, that's too. That's the thing. Like, technically, we're all single, <laughs> yeah. so everyone could do whatever. You don't want to think about it, yeah. but it's better to have full transparency than, as you said, he hits you up on Monday, and then mm-hmm. he hits you up on Wednesday, and then you're just piecing the dots together in your head, thinking of all the girls in between. <laughs> on the weekend when you're alone. Right. <laughs> and I don't think that's for everyone. It's really taken me a long time now to be realistic about mm-hmm. where dating scene now you know I used to be I felt like you were with one person and that was it and that's it mm-hmm. that's not how you meet people nowadays yeah. you know yeah. especially without apps right. right you're gonna meet it from, I don't have I've never been on any app but and I don't think that there's anything wrong with being on one mm-hmm. and I eventually need to join one because obviously shit's not going <laughs> <laughs> I just got on Bumble last night so <laughs> I hear you <laughs> but you know you're going with more than one person mm-hmm. you know and so, someone is doing that to you you're yeah. one of their options mm-hmm. as well so <sighs> dating I know <laughs> it's terrible so when you were in the house and Crystal interrupted you when she already had a rose right we're just breaking down the fight for people who may not remember you straight up told her exactly where to go, exactly what seat to take, and where to go sit down, right? (laughs) We're wondering why don't more girls do that when women like Crystal are blatantly attacking their chance at this guy? Mm -hmm. Like, you told her straight up, you were meeting with Ari and you said, come back. She came to interrupt you and you said, no, come back. And I don't understand why don't more girls claim make their claim on their time make their claim on their time when they're on the show with the guy, like why why are they always like okay and then they walk away and let the girl take over? Maybe we're not seeing it. I, everybody gets interrupted. Right. Everybody. So. But it doesn't seem like everybody but, says no. Come yeah. back. Right. It always seems like the girl gets up. A lot of content to fill in. I mean, you're filming 24-7. There's a camera on everybody 24-7. You're taking 24 hours, like, so much content, and you're cramming it into two hours, right? So if it's not relative to my story where they don't really care to show it because something else is more important that's happening that day that they need to show. (laughs) Not only to show everybody getting interrupted, or maybe somebody saying, like, can you give me five more minutes? Mm -hmm. You're not going to see that all the time. But me telling Crystal, you need to, like, come back. Mm-hmm. Because she came up to me and she's like, do you mind? I'm like, yeah, I do mind. Yes, I do. <laughs> I've to this dude all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. That was really, that they showed because then I, she went and tried to sit next to me and then I told her off. But had I not told her off, maybe they wouldn't have shown that. Mm, right. That's a good point. I mean, it was relative to my story and what I was struggling through within that week. Yeah. Like, you, to my knowledge, are one of the first girls that I've seen that flat out said to her, no, come back. (laughs) It always just appears like the girl's like, okay, and, like, gets up and, like, lets the other girl take the time. So, for us, that was so rare to see, and I wish they showed that more. If it is, if it does happen, I don't know. But it seemed like it was also part of your your character development. Yeah. 
my whole thing with Crystal was that she tried to come and sit next to me. I was like, wow. <laughs> bitch, you crazy. <laughs> I'm like, this bitch is tripping. <laughs> I'm like, what are you drinking? Because I need that. <laughs> you really on something right now. Yeah, and the thing with Crystal, it wasn't anything personal. Like, I hadn't spent a lot of time with Crystal at all. My whole thing was just like, bitch, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How are you going to come and, like, let me check up on you? And that's where I was just like, no. Right. Mm-hmm. She chose the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody was pissed at her that, at that moment. Yeah. So when you did, like, storm off after that whole crystal mic drop moment, who did you go talk to about it? Did you go talk to the producers about it? And have, like, behind-the-scenes moment? No, at that point, it was just like, you go in, I went in for an interview. Because I was heated. Oh. Damn, so they put you right into the room for a confessional. It's important for people to see what you actually feel, right? So mm-hmm. if I would have not had done that interview right away, yeah. and I had to think of it like three hours later, you're not going to get me for me at that moment. Yeah, right. That's true. You know, so it's almost better because... They get your like raw emotions. Yeah, it's like you're really... Re- like you know what you're feeling. So... I'm very intrigued by, <laughs> I asked this to everyone we've interviewed, the relationship between you guys and the producers, because we know that they're in the house with you, they're like your friends, you guys hang out with them all the time, sometimes more with the producers than with Ari himself, so what is that relationship like? Do you actually trust these producers because they're your friends, but at the same time they're making a show, so it's like anything that you say to them in confidence could end up you know on the show or end up somewhere mm-hmm. so what what was your relationship like with them and your feelings about like your trust with the producers i, I to this day have a really good relationship with all of them mm-hmm. i adore them um i think going into this one thing that always resonated with me is like who you are you will be right so i don't feel like I have any hard feelings, like, who, everything that I, I, but I also was there a very short time. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know? And had I been there longer, I don't know how, what I would, uh, would I be more worried about what I would look like? I, mm. throughout my entire time there, I was never worried about what are people going to think about this. Mm-hmm. One thing, though, that irked the shit out of me watching the show. Oof. I don't know who to blame, the producers, the casting, the editing, whatever. Anytime you came on screen, they had this generic-ass Latin drums mm. backing track. Like, I don't know where they found this random music. <laughs> did you notice that when you watched the show? I did. I actually thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious the first time. And then afterwards, yeah. I was like, why is she the only one with this, this like music. ethnic music? Yeah. <laughs> what? You want to know what I said? I'm like, yes. Tell them that I'm different. Tell them that I'm a Latina. Because if people watching the show, they want to know where I was from. Okay, now you know that I'm a Latina. Like, I love where I'm from. And anything that's going to just emphasize that, by all means, bring it on. Like, Mm. I don't want to ever change that or feel like... I didn't see... I mean, I I know that some people were pretty bothered about it. But... Mm -hmm. And I... That didn't bother me. It wasn't anything that... I was sensitive to mm-hmm. or took to heart. I thought it was hilarious. And, you know, I'm like, well, here's Viviana, you know, where I'm from now. <laughs> a Latina. 
jeez. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're not bothered by it, I mean, more yeah, well, I you. Wait, I yeah, it's no, just, it still hurts you know, me. Yeah, me too. It goes back to what I said, where it's such a sensitive time now that anything can be taken out of context and taken personally. But I don't think that that's what people intend it to be all the time, you know? And so I could definitely say, like, I'm offended that they pulled this card on me and they, you know, like, every time I come on, it's Latin music, but or I can just be really proud of where I'm from and I'm like, please, by all means, can you put some reggaeton on? <laughs> right, bring the reggaeton. Bring some actual yeah. something Dominican, not this random ass yeah, like Latin right. generic drums. <laughs> that I would have appreciated, maybe. Well, another incident that really, really bothered us, and this particularly really bothered me because I am obsessed with Glow, the glorious ladies of wrestling. And so <laughs> oh it really... <laughs> ruined the day for me when this crusty racist <laughs> old white lady came up to you and said what kind of name is that did your mom know how to spell when she named you that let me tell you something Satan <laughs> was trying me that day <laughs> oh my god was riding your back girl he really what it really oh really bothered us goodness so I was I was already pretty emotional that day. Mm-hmm. She came at me. She was in character. At that point, she was, she was like really full-on character. And I think that she just got a little carried away. And I see this is, this is why I'm just like I'm crazy as shit because I would have done this. But she attacks me. Then she drops the mom thing. I'm like, this bitch wants to die. <laughs> I... She about to die. was about to spit in her face. Ooh, shit. It was built up. You know how when you almost feel like you're so angry that it feels like you're going to throw up and your mouth mm-hmm. just kind of like salivates? Mm-hmm. I had a full-on hawker ready to go. <laughs> Yo, I would die to see that. Not even like a punch, just a spit in you know, her face. I had a full-on hawker like, Yikes. I was so zoned in, like, looking at her, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking spit in your face right now. And I gla- I took a, gl- like, I glanced, and Ari was looking straight at me. <laughs> and you swallowed the spit? <laughs> and I was like, not today, baby. Not today. Oh, my God. What a metaphor. Had he not been looking at me, that I would have gone straight into her face. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. I was so angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because it's just like, you don't know my mom. You don't know where I come from. Period. Like, mm-hmm. And then that, it's funny, you know, like that day I realized, you know, this lady attacked me and Ari did nothing. Because mm. that, <gasps> was, that was our next question. Yeah. Because this. Ari did nothing to try to console me after that or see how I was doing but Tia had a hard time and he was like all over Tia right oh shit so right then and there I was like dude's not into me yeah any man would have just like I'm this is where I get a little frustrated with him because it's just like nobody forced you to be the bachelor Mm -hmm. you signed up to have 20 something girlfriends Mm -hmm. if you want to have 20 something girlfriends then you need to pay attention to each and every one of them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah do your part as the bachelor 
and pay attention. Damn. <laughs> it's true, though, because you yeah. all give up your lives to be there. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's going to feel immediate connections with a select few, but you can't just ignore all the rest of them. You still have to put in the time to kind of show them a little attention and mm-hmm. at least be cordial. At least when somebody blatantly racially attacks one, you come and say, girl, you okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just, he, Ari was just not that type. You know, Ugh. like, I went back and I saw a few old episodes from Ben's season. hmm And you could tell he would try to talk to everybody. Yeah. And not just, like, short and sweet. He would ask questions. He would engage. He would, you know, I almost make you feel like, let me learn about you. hmm Versus Ari, I just kind of sat there and was like, well, if I'm not asking the question then what are you doing? Damn, you know? really? So he's not even trying to talk, talk, Speak? have any conversation, get to know you guys? But he just wasn't into me. Yeah. You know, like, if he wasn't into you, he wasn't into you, and that was it, goodbye. Like, Damn, he couldn't even pretend. You know, wow, me. right. Wow. Um, I was really frustrated because, like, I like, I like being like my man wants me. You know, I mm-hmm. like being like a man can take control. As much as, as much as people may think that I'm the, I look, I know that I can come off as the girl that takes charge. I don't want to take charge in my relationship. Mm-hmm. I like a man that can lead. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. I was going to say, it's interesting what you said about him. You're looking for someone who's like, almost like your ride or die, like a partnership. I don't know if Ari went in with that same mindset, just because by the look of who he chose at the end, mm-hmm. someone who was like so soft spoken kind of in my opinion manipulated by the end yeah it's like he's looking for like a little trophy play thing i don't know i don't think he really was looking for his equal match well this is the thing everybody is different right Mm -hmm. so what may what i need may not what isn't isn't going to be with somebody else he needs Mm -hmm. yeah true that you know and so there's so many relationships that are so weird to me but they work because they're exactly what they each need mm-hmm. and they they're they're compatible and as much as people want to say opposites attract it doesn't really work in a relationship opposites are not great in relationships you mm-hmm. need people that are very like-minded to make it in the long run yeah you know like you might have certain things where you can complement each other here and there but if you're not thinking on the same like the same way and you don't like the initially the same things like that's not you're gonna struggle in the end mm-hmm uh, and I think that Lauren and him had a lot in common, and obviously their personalities really match, and that's what's, you know, that's what makes them work. In the end, look how happy he is with Lauren. They're going everywhere together, and they're really content, and that's the important part. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have not been watching a single thing they've been Me doing. either. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that they're doing all right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so moving away from Ari's whack-ass, let's talk about the Bachelor Winter Games. Going into the show, did you have any hopes of any guys who would be there? I know you didn't watch the show too much, but did you have any, you know, bachelor crushes that you might have Googled and thought would be there? The one person that was like, oh, this guy's, I'm finally going to meet the famous Peter. Oh, Peter. Oh, yeah. I was okay. like, oh my gosh, I'm finally going to meet the famous Peter. Okay. So you and Kevin uh-huh. hit it off pretty easily um, in the beginning, and then... Ashley I was always in the corner, you know, in the cut, in her lingerie, <laughs> obsessing <Crying>. and crying <laughs> in the corner. When you were with Kevin, were you at all worried about Ashley? Or, like, what was no. that dynamic? Oh, you no. said, hell to the <laughs> She came in quick and said, no. <laughs> well, 
people for like people automatically think like you find this one person and that's it you're supposed to end up with him and that's that you're on a dating show mm-hmm. you're supposed yeah. to be confused you're supposed to like more than one person you're mm-hmm. supposed to kind of figure it out and if you're lucky to find that one person from the beginning great but those chances are very slim mm-hmm. you know and there's all this pressure put on there was pressure put on Kevin and I because he was paying attention to me a lot that day during the first competition mm-hmm. um, the first event that we did and so when he won the date card he had already been talking to me for a bit so he's like would you want to go on a date and i was like sure and so he had talked to a few of the other girls and everybody kind of told him to take me on the date because obviously he had shown a lot of interest in me already Mm -hmm. and we went on the date but that was the one night that everybody was bonding at the house oh okay we were pulled away right from the get-go yeah um so you know, Ashley still at that point didn't really know Kevin. You know, I didn't I didn't know Ashley well at that point either, so I didn't know her interest in him at, at all. So okay. moving, you know, like I had a good time with him on the date, but I, you know, I wasn't like all there. I kind of was still thinking about the guys back at the house. Like, who else can I talk to? <laughs> because that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know? People get so mad at you because you're not 100% or, like, because you're going back and forth. But really, this is what we're here for. Like, this is, like, what it is. I'm supposed to kind of figure out who I like and see who I want to be with. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody's interested in me doesn't mean that I have to be interested in them. I'm not that thirsty. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you guys just got there. Yeah. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, Kevin and I kind of, like, we were there. We are fine. And then I... Ashley and I, our friendship started going along, and she had expressed to me that she was really interested in him, and I was like, girl, why didn't you tell me? Like, this is what we're here for. Please, by all means, go Mm. talk to him. Okay. So then what happened, you, like, this doesn't really play out, but, like, I was always really interested in Ben. Oh. I was thinking, I was like, before Jordan came in and you were done with Kevin, who else was there? So Ben, okay. Right, but the thing is that I always was attracted to Ben, but I never wanted to make a move on Ben. Okay. Because Mm. it's, again, I go back to, like, what you kind of feel where people are at. Like, your intuition and, like, Mm -hmm. your vibes. You can pick up on people and when they're into you and you're not. And, like, I, in my head, already knew, okay, Ben is emotionally not there, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) He's not ready. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if this guy would even like me, right? So, I would rather, like, create a friendship with this guy than try to come on, like, come back and hard with, like, hey, I like you. Mm -hmm. I've known you for a few days. It's not that serious, you know? Like... So then Jordan came in. And Jordan, he comes into the house with a bad rap. He's yeah. the dude who yeah, flipped the I coin. Yeah, I wasn't there for any of that. You what? I wasn't there for any of that. So when they revealed his whole coin flip thing, you weren't there? I heard like I heard it about it from him. He okay. had a really bad experience as a bachelor, and I could not imagine something like that happen. But um, him and I just took to talking, like, the whole day and it was great and then we went from like zero to a hundred and I was always really honest with him I'm like I went on this date with Kevin I was kind of into that like you know like I was still kind of trying to figure it out Jordan and I really clicked like our personalities really clicked like we really vibed together but it wasn't as if I wasn't being honest with him about where my feelings were at all the time you know a lot of this stuff happened off camera so he knew Mm -hmm. where I was at so when he came up to me to put up like asking me all these questions about like where kind of just like 
where do you see this going? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we've been having this conversation. Oh. Okay. So was it that, so was it that on, he was kind of initiating this, like, let's have this conversation about the future on camera, and is that kind of what freaked you out a little bit? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. I really wanted to take it easy, you know, and kind of figure out where my feelings were at. Um, And it was just, like, little things here and there where I realized, like, this guy's really into me. He's really, really, really ahead of the game. Like, really far, like, really ahead. And I really broke down because I just felt bad. But I feel that a lot of the pressure that Jordan was kind of putting on me was had to do with his own experience. Mm Mm-hmm. As you the know, bachelor? And his own past relationships. Okay. Because he had recently told me that he had a girlfriend in the States that I guess they were trying to figure out what they were going to do and then she she ended up breaking up with him or something. I don't want to come, don't take everything word for word, you know, yeah. but it was kind of the same thing where like I was in the States, but I was kind of just like, let's take it easy. So I think when you are experiencing something that's kind of resonating with you a little yeah. bit, you're you tend to force a lot more pressure on it. So So it sounds like he wanted clarity ASAP because he just recently had an American girlfriend and was like, (laughs) I can't do this again. I can't do this again. So, bitch, what we doing? Yeah, and a lot of what I live in my life, I force myself to live in the because it's not easy to do this all the time. It's just like to really live in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So much of my life, I, like, would think ahead or, like, why are we here or why am I not here Mm -hmm. or you know I need to do this and it thinking that way stole so much of what I should have been feeling and doing in that moment in that time I worked really hard to kind of teach myself to just like where are you right now take a moment take yourself out of this scenario like you're never going to live this moment again don't put pressure on the thing or on yourself or on the people around you Mm -hmm. because you're trying to get somewhere that you're not and relationships, a lot of it is like that. Yeah. yeah. I, it's continuously just enjoying the stages of a relationship. I can't be in a relationship where, you know, we're not on the same page. And Jordan and I were not on the same page. And it broke my heart that I I felt the pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I can't, I can't lead this guy on. Or I can't just ride the wave with this guy because he's not there. And it would, I would be a, a bitch if I did. I was going to say, was it something about Jordan that you just weren't that into, or was it the distance that was freaking you out? No, I think initially it was just I wasn't that into him. When mm-hmm. you, now, when you look back, mm-hmm. you know, like, it may not have happened in that moment because I was having such a good time with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe, let's say, like, he would have, if he lived in the States and things wouldn't have happened the way they had and time has gone by and you know, maybe things would have been different, but in, if I'm not thinking about him now, then he just wasn't for me. Right. It's nothing that wrong. It's something that I did wrong. You know, in that moment, I was really into him, but we were confront. We were faced with a lot of real topics fairly quickly, mm-hmm. and that wasn't. I had known him for five days. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> so I almost felt like you should know better. You should know that this is this like you shouldn't put this pressure on me you should just let us enjoy where we're at like let's just you know you're not he wasn't leaving back to his home like back to new zealand for like another month like he was staying in the states for a month you know oh. mm. so i was just like what's all this pre- where is yeah, all this what? and as soon as the pressure was placed on me i was like this isn't fair to him for me to just be in this relationship just because i like him 
Mm -hmm. The actuality of a five-day or however long you guys were there building out six or seven couples that actually last and work, that's so unrealistic. That's crazy. I mean, maybe one, one Mm -hmm. good one can come out of that kind of pressure cooker situation, but for seven relationships to, like, be successful out of something so rare like that, like Mm -hmm. meeting someone, falling in love, getting married, all that in five days or whatever... Which, like, what you're saying makes me think of, like, Claire and Benoit, who, I mean, I was a huge fan of theirs, rooting for them. I was crying tears like an idiot when they they got engaged, (laughs) you know? But, like, when you think about it, all of it, it just, it's too fast. Yeah. It was, like, really fast that they built this relationship then to then get engaged with each other. It just... It's well, there are also the distance for them, too. Yeah, they had distance as well. I, you think it's going to work out, and you, you go on this, because there's that chance. Like, look at Lily and Courtney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like, look at Jade and Tanner. Even um, Taylor and Derek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still right? together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's solid relationships out of, out of this, and then it's just providing you new and different ways to meet people, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you don't get a relationship out of it, well, you get a lot of solid friendships, you know? That's true. And you get a really good experience. So, Becca is the bachelorette, right? We have some conflicting feelings about it. I think that she was meant to be the bachelorette. I really do trust in, in like, what's for you is for you. Mm -hmm. And what people don't really, like, people are seeing everything back to back to back, but... Ari broke up with her a long time ago. It seems like very short, but she had enough time to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Would you do Bachelor in Paradise? Yes. Oh. Okay. I know they're filming soon. Packing your bag. Yeah. You get ready. <laughs> no, girl. I'm too busy working out and trying to figure out what I'm. Why I'm such an emotional roller coaster these days. <laughs> um, I would do it. I would. I mean, it. It's really hard to kind of know who's going into it um and this is i hear that paradise is very chill like you're literally just hanging out the whole time yep on top of that paradise is i feel like i'd be in my element because i'm already this natural person that like is used to the hot weather Mm -hmm. and used to the beach and the humidity so like i just i've always dreamt about waking up and being on a beach you know Mm -hmm. um Wait, which which one of you hates the the loves the cold? Me, that's Justine. Oh, I love it frigid. I'm a summertime <laughs> beach baby. Uh huh. The thing would die in paradise. Yeah, no, I'd just be, be inside fanning myself. <laughs> miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So word on the street is that both Eric and Diggy have Bibiana crushes. And in our interview with Diggy, we asked him who his bachelor crush was, and he said Bibiana without even a hesitation. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And, or, I don't know if you heard Eric. Did you hear Eric, too? Yeah. Lauren G. in her interview told us that Eric on the low um, was digging you. So, oh, uh, in Winter Games? At Winter mm-hmm. Games. Yeah, I, I felt that. Like knows mm. that I'm 
probably not there and like he'll just like comment and see how I'm doing mm-hmm. you know like those are cool people I like guys that kind of, that are like that because then you know if something comes out of that it's much more natural mm-hmm. you know I really know you for who you are versus someone who's like constantly aggressive right mm-hmm. yeah I feel like he mentioned I heard somewhere that he mentioned something yeah he without hesitation said to be honest that's, yeah that's really nice and flattering because i seriously told my friend the other day i was like i feel like i would i'm not the bachelor guy type you a hot commodity yeah, out here you definitely are <laughs> you a hot commodity in these streets so what makes you say that i don't because like you know most of these like I don't know if it's like I feel like maybe my personality is intimidating, but now that I hear that people actually have crushes on me, I'm like, oh, okay, that's really... (laughs) (laughs) Blushing a little bit. Because they saw, like, this feisty person on camera, and then I almost feel like... And then a super emotional girl with Jordan. Are you still in communication with Jordan? No. Oh, no. I don't like leaving people on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And we kind of saw each other during the, t- like, obviously, we, during the reunion. And at one point, he felt that I was being standoffish with him. Mm. And just the fact that he felt the need to say that to me, I just kind of felt like his feelings are still somewhere else, you mm-hmm. know? So I, like, mm-hmm. don't even, I don't reach out or anything, yeah. you know? Clean break. Because um, that's never my intention, you know? Sometimes I feel like people just expect so much out of something and then when it doesn't work out their way kind of just like I don't know I kind of just don't want to hurt people's feelings and so I try to stay clear Mm -hmm. I'm like making it seem something that it's not so outside of I mean I don't know if Eric or Diggy have a shot but outside of them do you have any other like Bachelor Nation crushes any other dudes you have your eye on who? no Nobody? <laughs> Nobody. This is, it's funny because um, I was talking to someone, I was like, I guess I got to do my homework and go back and see, like, who from the franchise I would be interested in. So you good. guys know me a little bit more now, right? And being mm-hmm. that you guys have watched the show. Mm-hmm. Who would be pegged for you? I would say definitely Eric because he's so he's so into exactly what she's saying into like vibes and feeling people and personalities and this and that and the third whatever. He's far away. He's in LA, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, Who else? Oh, you know who also maybe an interesting person would be um, the wrestler Kenny. Kenny, not Kenny. Oh, Kenny is the daughter though. Like a Annie. like a daughter in high school. You know who might work for you? Okay, from Rachel season, Matt. Don't remember. So Matt was like never <laughs> shown on Rachel season. Matt was on Bachelor in Paradise, oh, and he yeah. had a little thing with Jasmine. Jasmine, who's oh like. Oh my god. That. Yes, who I guess she's another quote unquote feisty girl, mm-hmm. and he was riding out with Jasmine for a little bit, so he he right. seems like he might have the stamina for <laughs> someone with a little bit more just to them. So Matt might be okay. A good look. Um, Alex, he was like the Russian kind of guy. He was so oh, hot. Yeah, he was hot. He had a great family. Really good family. He's yeah. really smart. He's mm-hmm. like a I like a tech guy, whatever. But then he makes like funny videos on YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. Okay, so I need a guy with a sense of humor. Okay. Because I'm a clown. 
Okay, look up Alex. Instagram yeah, Alex. Yep. His last name is like something crazy, but Alex from Rachel Season. Oh, yeah. Um, he's always posting like funny videos and and his intro Why video didn't was like he a joke. Paradise last season. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he was a fan favorite. Like, I feel like wouldn't he be if he came from Rachel Season and he's this much of a hot commodity? Wouldn't he be on Paradise? But then you don't know. We don't know what was going on in his life. Maybe he couldn't get off work. Yeah. Or we don't know. Right. Or maybe he met someone. Or maybe he. Yeah. Maybe he was meeting maybe. someone off, off camera. But look into him. He's a hottie. Yeah. And he definitely really sense cute. of humor. Smart guy. Um, yeah, a good one. I think. Good body too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we just want to say thank you so much, Bibiana, for coming on the show. It was so awesome chatting with you. Talk, we talked a lot about dating and just yeah. the trials and tribulations of being single in Miami and New York, two very you know metropolitan cities. Mm-hmm. Very hard to date, apparently. Um, so, can you just share with everyone before you go? Like, are you up to anything like fun or creative that you want people to like look out for you on social media? What you know? What's next for Bibiana? I'm just living my regular old life in Miami. Yeah. That's an exciting place to be. Right. Figuring stuff out is an exciting place. Exactly. That's not a bad spot to be. (laughs) I'm extremely grateful. I love my city so, so much. Because anytime that I'm, like, feeling a little blah, I can just go out into the ocean. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. It's great. Oh, damn. I wish I was in Miami right now. (laughs) So jealous. Uh, well, that's awesome. We will definitely be continuing to watch out your life, your Miami life. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone can find you on social media, which we'll tag in our description. And we just want to remind everyone to please rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Yay! And also, if you want to email us, um, we can just email us at the email address to the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is the number two, BLK Girls, the number one, Rose. Yay, we're back. We're back, guys. Yay. So we will, uh, I guess, we'll know what we're doing next. We'll chat to everybody. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know later. <laughs> All right, bye. 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 <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 